God. The Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. It's good to see everybody. Endures also. I think I said endures, but it endures. <laughs> Caught myself there, whatever. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, how many of you want to get in the Word of God tonight? I think I've got something tonight from the Lord that uh, all of us have opportunity to put into practice. You know, uh, the devil doesn't play favorites. He doesn't leave one person alone and attack another. He, he comes against every, everyone. Life happens to everybody. Uh, you know, in the story of the, uh, uh, Jesus talked about the, the wise man and the foolish man. The wise man built his house upon the rock. Foolish man built his house on the sand. The commonality was both of them had heard the word because they both knew, had heard the word and the storm came against both of them, right? The storms of life come to everybody. But you know, God has given us certain things. Of course, he's, how many of you know we've got the name of Jesus? We can use the name of Jesus. Amen. There's other, there's other uh, uh, things, of course, the word, quote, the word of God, call things that be not as though they were, speak to the mountain, it has to be removed. Amen. All those great things. Well, another thing that God has given us is uh, what I want to talk about tonight. But first of all, I want to go to 2 Kings chapter 5. 2 Kings chapter 5. And I'm going to read, start in verse 1 and read down so we have the context. I want to get down to verse 13 is what I want to get to. 2 Kings chapter 5 verse 1. Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable. Because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria, he was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid. And she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said to her mistress, Would God, my Lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, Go, go to, go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand pieces of gold, and ten changes of raiment. And he brought it's clothing. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now when this letter is come to you, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. And it came to pass when the king of Israel had read the letter, that he rent his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive, that this man does send me to recover the man of his leprosy? Wherefore, consider, I pray you, and see, see how he seeks a quarrel against me. And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, had heard the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore have you, have you rent or torn your clothes? Let him come to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times. It's the Jordan River. And your flesh shall come again to you, and you shall be clean. And Naaman was wroth. That means that's a little bit past mad. All right? Uh, in other words, his face turned red here probably. And he went away and said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out, of me, out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. And let me stop here. That's not, this isn't our main point tonight. But you know, so many times I think people get a preconceived idea about how it has to happen. 
for it to be God. Amen. God is not limited to my imagination. Now he, he'll give, he gave us an imagination. We can sure see things, but the how to that's God's part. I can start seeing myself if I'm sick in my body, seeing myself well, even with my imagination, you know, seeing myself not having to take that medicine, not having to go to the doctor, not having to do this, do that. But the how God's going to do it, that's, that's his business many, many times. Now, he may speak to us and we may see some things, but here, notice that he thought, man, surely this prophet's going to come out and it's going to be spectacular. I mean, he's going to come out and fire's going to come down from heaven and, I'll, and I, it's going to just surround me, the, this presence, this power of God, of his God's going to surround me and I'm going to be healed. And he said, he went on in verse 12 and said, are not Abana and Farpar rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. You know, so many times uh, people will, will turn at the moment that deliverance is offered to them because, again, it doesn't look like what they think it is. Amen. You know, some folks believe in God for, for finances and all these job offers come their way, but they turn away from them because that's not God to them. Amen. I talked to a young man just just. Last night, I guess it was, talking about how he was believing God, you know, God told him to come to Ramah and he was here and he said, God told me, he said, go serve at camp meeting. And so he was here getting ready to go to school that fall. And so he, he came and went to camp meeting and decided to volunteer, you know, get to meet some people. And while he was volunteering here at camp meeting, somebody offered him a job that was hiring a certain place. And this young man said, I've been here for two and a half years. It's been a great blessing. Other things, you know, didn't seem to be working out, but God, amen. God said, you go volunteer at camp meeting and that's where his job was. He didn't realize it wasn't not here at the ministry, but doing, doing other thing, something else has been a great blessing to him. He said, but I want you to look at verse 13. Thank God when you got good people surrounding you with common sense. <laughs> hey, glory to God. You know, Mark Hankins talks about everybody needs four crazy friends with roof ripping off faith that'll get you in the presence of God, you know. But I'm going to tell you this, you need some folks around you with some common sense. Hallelujah. And then when you, after them, find some folks with some street sense. Right? We need all of it. Glory to God. But verse 13, his servants came near and spoke to him and said, my father, if the prophet had bid you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much rather than when he said, wash and be clean. So if you know the story, he went and went ahead and did it and came up the seventh time out of the Jordan River, completely cleansed of his leprosy. If he said, if it had been something hard, if it had been something spectacular, wouldn't you have done it? Wouldn't you have done everything? If he said, you know, do all this, do all this, you'd have went and done it, went and did that. But now that he told you to do something very simple, you just looked at it with disdain. You said, that can't, that can't be the answer. Well, I've got something very simple tonight. Something very simple. Turn over to, well, listen, listen to this in the New Living, first of all, verse 13. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? 
So you should certainly obey him when he simply says, go and wash and be cured. The, the message says, uh, uh, if he told you to do something hard and heroic, wouldn't you have done it? Amen. You know, I don't know what we expect. I don't know if we expect some certain music to play, you know, right when it's supposed to do something. But no, something simple. I want you to turn to Isaiah 61 with me now. Isaiah 61. One of the big things in these last days that not only people in the world, but people in the body of Christ are dealing with is depression and anxiety and oppression and this idea of heaviness going around in life down, weighted down by life. Now listen, everybody has opportunity to get weighted down by life. Everybody. That's why, that's, I think that's one reason why uh, uh, Jesus said, you got to come like a little child. Now, little child, you know, a little child, they're not, they could care less how we're going to pay the rent. Right? All they're looking for is, you know, where am I going to eat? And they'll let you know about it when they're hungry. And please clean this off me. But other than that, and I'm tired, those three things, that's it. That's life for them. Isaiah 61, I want to start in verse 1 because we're familiar with this. The Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and opening the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God and to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. Are you ready for it? The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. When depression and oppression and the heaviness of life tries to come to you, God's cure is praise. And you wear it like a garment. Oh, now that's just too simple. See, exactly, Naaman. That's what Naaman said. That can't be it. It can't be as simple as that. No, God said the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That's what depression and oppression are. Now, I didn't, say, I didn't say that you don't have things coming against you. Again, I'm telling you, it happens. But how you react to it is going to make all the difference. The New Living says in verse 3, To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes. Glory to God. I mean, right when you think, right when you think the world, that your life has burnt down around you, God's going to crown you. Amen. He said, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. The message says, to care, to care for the needs of all who mourn in Zion, give them bouquets of, bouquets of roses instead of ashes, messages of joy instead of news of doom, a praising heart instead of a languid spirit. Notice that. How what is God's way of overcoming heaviness of spirit, of overcoming depression and oppression, which all that, that's what that all means, that mourning, that brokenheartedness, that oppression, that heaviness that just weighs you down in life, is to praise. Praise Him. Look at Psalm 9. Psalm 9. 
praising him. It, I, I, I've never found anything that makes the devil more mad than when you praise him, God, not him, the devil, but praise God when the devil has worked and schemed and worked and schemed and done all these different things for all these probably years and years to years to get this to this place. And now it's coming against you and you just start praising God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank God it's another opportunity to prove that the word of God works. Thank God, thank God that I'm already delivered from this, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that by your stripes I'm healed. Thank you, Lord, that you meet all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. When you put praise on like a garment, think about this. It's almost like putting on a mantle. It's a cloak that comes over you. Comes upon. The Bible talks about the anointing comes upon people like that. Praise will come on you like that. Psalm 9 verse 1, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all your marvelous works. I will, I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. For you have maintained my right and my cause. You sat at the throne judging right. Hallelujah. The Passion Bible here says, Lord, I will worship you with extended hands as my whole heart explodes with praise. I will tell everyone everywhere about your wonderful works and how your marvelous miracles exceed ex expectations. I will jump for joy and shout in triumph as I sing your song and make music for the most high God. For when you appear, I worship while all, while all my enemies run in retreat. They stumble and perish before your presence. For you have stood up for my cause and vindicated me when I needed you the most. From your righteous throne, you have given me justice. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. Well, do you know depression has to leave when God's on the scene? Heaviness has to go when God's on the scene. Hallelujah. Look over at Psalm 100. Psalm 100. The presence of the Lord. The psalmist said, out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, you have ordained strength to steal the enemy and the avenger. Basically to, to put the devil to flight. When Jesus quoted, and the, 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 the Latin uh, uh, version, the Vulgate of the Old Testament, it says this, or the Latin version of the Old Testament, the Septuagint, it instead of the word has ordained strength, it uses the Latin word for praise. And when Jesus quoted it in the New Testament, it's translated the same way as praise. When we praise God, the enemy is stilled and the avenger is stopped. Glory to God. Psalm 100, make a joy, verse 1, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. Whoo, there's a protocol to come into God's presence. You mean come, come with singing? Yeah, come with a praise on your lips. Glory to God. I mean, you may just barely stun. It, life has got on you so bad. I mean, the, the bear of life has grabbed a hold of your backside and you just barely stumbled in there to come in there singing. Thank God you at least made it. Right? He says, know that the Lord, he is God. 
It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and in tr- his truth endures to all generations. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, you know, people, I heard people say, well, brother, I got a praise on the inside. No, you don't. Because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will begin to speak. And sometimes you just praise God out of faith. Amen. Praise him just in faith. You don't, you don't have to feel like praising God to praise him. You don't have to feel like thanking God to, to thank him. You don't have to feel like rejoicing in God to rejoice. Psalm 103 verse 1 says, bless the Lord. O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget, uh, forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. See, just start right there. Just start going down the benefits list. Hallelujah. Just start thanking God. Thank God I'm born again. I was lost. I was, I was dead in my trespasses and sins. I was living life according to the lust of my flesh and of my mind. I was under the influence of the God of this world, the prince of the power of the air. I was under that but God who is rich in mercy. For his great love wherewith he loved me, even when I was dead in trespasses and sin, made me alive unto God. And he's raised me up and made me sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. For by grace I'm saved. Woo, hallelujah. Who redeemed, who, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. I thank God, no matter what the disease is, no matter what's in the past, no matter what disease is going to be coming down the way, I'm healed from every one of them in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Not when I die and go to heaven. There's no disease there right here on the earth in the midst of disease. Thousand may fall on my left hand, 10,000 on my right side, but it don't, it's not going to come near me. Praise God. I'm going to praise him in the midst of it. Hallelujah. He goes on to say, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Next Friday, this coming Friday, I turn 62 and I'm just going to go strong. I'm just going to get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. You see me this time next year, you won't even recognize me. Why? My youth being renewed like the eagle. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory. Well, now, brother, you better slow down. Now you're getting older. No, I'm not going to get going faster. I'm just going to go faster. I'm just going to go faster. Glory to God. Why? I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. Hallelujah. Now I got to, I got to apply this just like you. There's a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of times when, when my 62 year old knees, they don't want to cooperate. They want to have aches and pains. They want to do all kinds of stuff, but no, bless God, you're going to work in Jesus name. Hallelujah. And if you don't like it, if you don't like it, I'll just, I'll just jump up and down here for a while and praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Look over at Psalm. I tell you on the way by, on the way to, I didn't tell him this one, but I can't read these scriptures without thinking of this. I, I remember brother Hagen would stop at this, this scripture, Psalm 126. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. There in the latter part of his ministry, Brother Hagin said, if we're not careful, we'll miss, we'll miss this move of God. We'll miss this, uh, this aspect of joy. Why? Because why? Why did God tell him to do that? Because he knew in the days that we're living in, we've got to learn how to have joy regardless of the circumstances. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 126, verse 1, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord has done great things to them. We got 6 billion people to preach the gospel to, and you're not going to preach it to them sad. You're not going to preach it to them weighed down. There has got to be evidence that the Lord has done a great thing for you. The Lord has done great things for me, whereof I am glad. Not sad, not mad. I'm glad, glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is not a time. This is not a time to shrink back. This is not a time to to find a cave and hide. I'm sorry, this is a time to get bold. This is a time to step out in faith. Look at Psalm 136. Hallelujah. Verse 1 through 3 here. We could read it all, but this is a psalm about the mercy of God. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endures forever. If you can't think of anything else to praise God for, thank him and praise him for his mercy. Hallelujah. 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 I didn't deserve it. That's grace. But I didn't get what I did deserve. That's mercy. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Man, I'm telling you, I deserve, people say, well, I want to get what I deserve. You don't want what you deserve. You don't want a life full, full of sickness and disease, poverty and lack, all overcome by the cares of this world. No, in his mercy, in his mercy, he delivered us from all that. Glory to God. Glory to God. Look at Psalm 150. Hallelujah. Psalm 150. We're going to read the whole psalm here. Praise ye the Lord God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him with the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praising God. Hallelujah. Notice he says there, not just, in, not, just in, not in just what you say, not just in what you play, but he also said we can praise God in the dance. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Just get after it. Hallelujah. Have some fun with it. Amen. Glory to God. Let's go over to the New Testament. Look at some verses here. First Thessalonians chapter five. Pastor Hagen has a book out there called the praise cure. Get a hold of it. 
But this key, this is, now listen, again, if I told you you had to do something hard, wouldn't you do it? Something heroic, oh yeah, you'd do that. If I told you, you know, now here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to fast and pray. But if you fast and, if you do this and you do all, nothing wrong with fasting and praying. But if you do all these things, you know, and do this 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 and do this. If you do it, you know, if I can get the list long enough, you'll buy into it because boy, our flesh likes that. But all I have to do is praise him. To get rid of depression? Because here's what praising will do. It'll change your thinking. A lot of times that's hanging around because we have wrong thinking. But when you praise God, you can't praise God and keep thinking about your problems. It's impossible. Amen. Praising him for the benefits. Praising him. Here in First Thessalonians, the Apostle Paul to all of us said in verse 16, rejoice, chapter five, verse 16, rejoice evermore. How, how often? Evermore. Forever. And when you're done forever, how much? More. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. He says, pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I think we need, I think, you know, a lot, part of this praise is thanking God. We need to up our thank meter. We need to have be more thankful. I know, I know it's just something, something that, you know, I've been thinking about and meditating on for myself, but I think all of us, we just need to be more thankful. Thank God. Instead of griping and complaining, let's thank God. Let's just thank him for what we do have. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not thanking him that, you know, I'm not like the, the, the religious guy that said, Father, I thank you. I'm not like that sinner over there. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about thanking God, just thanking him for what I do have. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, all of us, all of us in here tonight, I guarantee you, I can find somebody that's got it worse off than you. I don't care what you're dealing with. I can find somebody in the world and maybe whole groups of people uh, that are having a whole lot worse. Just start thanking God for what you do have. Thank God where you are. Hallelujah. And thank God for what you're going to be. Amen. It's easy. It's easy to gripe and complain. It's easy, but we don't have to. Look over to Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13. Verse 15. Hebrews 13, 15. He'd been talking about here in content through, you know, from about chapter 9 on. How, and through the faith chapter, but talking about Jesus made one sacrifice, paid the price forever. Okay? And so because of that, it said, verse 15, by him, therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. How often? Here again, notice Paul said, here again it says continually. The fruit of praise. Offer it. Notice it comes out of our lips. It's something that we say. I can't praise God for you. I can praise God with you, but I can't praise God for you. Hallelujah. I like that. You know, somebody took that, took that uh, instance where, you know, they shouted Hosanna concerning Jesus. And it, they said, make your disciples be quiet. He said, if they don't praise him, he said, the very rocks will cry out. But, and then somebody took that and, and came up. And there's a song about it. Somebody preached a sermon. I'm not going to let any rock do my praising for me. No rock's going to take my place. 
Hallelujah. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him when it's good. I'm going to praise him when it's bad. I'm going to praise him when it's cold. I'm going to praise him when it's warm. I'm going to praise him when it's windy. I'm going to praise him when it's still. I'm going to praise him when it's full. I'm going to praise him when it's empty. I don't know what else to do, but just praise him. I know it sounds too easy. I know it sounds simple. But if, again, if we ask you to do something hard, wouldn't you have done it? If I ask you to do something heroic, if God had said to do all that, wouldn't you have done it? Yes, you would have. But I'm telling you, praise him. Praise him. Give thanks unto him. Glorify, glorify him. Not just in the midst of our congregation, not just here, but at home, glory to God. At home, right while you're riding in your car. I've done it before. I've got so happy before I had to pull off the road, got out and, ja- and just danced and ran around the car. I've done it before. I've done it on the interstate. I pulled it. I thought, well, there's got to be, there's got to be one of these rest areas up there. I just called it a praise. There's got to be a praise rest up here somewhere. I've been listening to some stuff. Glory to God. Listen, and I just got so happy. I had to pull off the rest there. Just got out of the car and ran around. Got out of the car and ran around. I don't care what people thought. I wasn't praising them. Hallelujah. I wasn't looking to them for approval. I've been made accepted in the beloved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look over finally here in Ephesians chapter five. You, you doing all right? I love the book of Ephesians. I get to teach it here at, at the, at the Bible uh, college. And I've been teaching this book since, oh, back in the late eighties teaching on this. And, uh, there's a hinge here in, in chapters four, five, and six. It's about what do we do now that we're all these things in Christ. And they're all practical things that we're to do. And it's, it takes our, it's our part. The first three chapters was God's part. Now it's our part, our part, part, sorry. But this is the hinge that makes it all possible. If you're going to do what God's called you, you're going to have to be full of the spirit of God. You know, right after this, he tells, he tells wives, submit to your husbands. How? Be full of the spirit of God. He tells husbands, love your wives as Christ loved your How? Be full of the spirit of God. He says, children, obey your parents. How? Be full of the Spirit of God. Parents, love your children. How? Full of the Spirit. Right? Employees, work as unto God. How? Full of the Spirit. Employers, treat everybody right. How? By the, being full of the Spirit. Put on the whole armor of God. How? By being full of the Spirit. So he gets here and he says in verse 18, King James says, And be not drunk with wine, where it is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Now notice, how do we do that? Speaking to yourselves, <clears throat> excuse me, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, notice this this is written to spirit filled Christians. Paul had ministered in Ephesus and they, they had been baptized in the baptism of John. He baptized in the name of Jesus. And then they got filled with the spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues. These are what we would call spirit-filled Christians, but he's telling them how to stay full. Amen. How to stay full and stay so full that it's almost like being drunk with wine. He says, now that's an excess. The Passion Bible says, don't get drunk with wine, which is rebellion. Instead, be filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. See, not masking the pain, not masking the heaviness with some type of foreign substance, but being full of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. I mean, full of the Spirit of God. Now, there's a term we used to use. I don't, I don't hear it anymore, but you know, now it's uh, 
It's an alcoholic or someone that has substance abuse. But we used to call them winos. Right? And you know, I want you to think about someone who's, who, who's just addicted. They're, all they think about is the next drink. Amen? I mean, they're constantly thinking about What if we were so full of the Spirit of God? All we're thinking about is how good God is. I just can't help it. I got to sing a song about it. I got I to gotta pray. I got to praise him about it. I, I've got to laugh about it. I don't care what it. I've just got to stay. Just keep yourself. Just keep drinking of the Spirit. Just keep drinking it. How do you do that? By praise. By thankfulness. The Passion goes on to say, and heart, your hearts will overflow with a joyful song to the Lord Jehovah. Keep speaking to each other with words of Scripture, singing the Psalms with praises and spontaneous songs given by the Spirit. Always give thanks to the Father God, to Father God for every person that He brings into your life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And finally, the New Living here says, "Be not drunk with, don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit." singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music to the Lord in your hearts, and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Well, sometimes you say, well, I don't, know, I don't know what to sing. Well, just pick any song. You don't have, listen, you're not auditioning for the choir or for be a frontline sing. You're, you're not singing for anybody's benefits between you and the Lord right? And just begin to sing, just begin to sing out to God. Say, well, I don't know. I don't know. Well, if you can pray in the spirit, you can sing in the spirit. You can sing in another tongue directly to God. Hallelujah. Just begin to, just to lift your voice. Glory to God. And we lift our voice and we praise him. We sing songs of praise to our God for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Oh, the Lord, our God is magnificent. He's wonderful. He's awesome. And he's on our side. Hallelujah. That's just a song. I didn't, that's no song written. That just came up out of my spirit. It's just as easy as that. You don't have to, listen, you don't have to sing as wonderfully as me. Hey, man, if you have trouble, just get in the shower. Everybody sounds better in the shower. It doesn't matter, but you can speak that out. I praise my God. I praise the Lord Jesus. He's good and his mercy endures forever. He's magnificent. God, you're so wonderful. God, you're so awesome. And God, you're on my side. See, you don't have to sing it. You can say it. Amen. And then just thank him. Just thank God. Thank him for his goodness. Thank him for his mercy. Thank him for what he's done in your life and what he's doing in your life. And above all, thank him that you're going to spend eternity in his presence. Amen. Let's all stand up and just do that right now. Just thank him right where you are, just whatever you want to say to him. Thank you, Father. We glorify you tonight, Lord. We give you praise and honor in this place. Thank you, Father God, that as we praise you, that spirit of heaviness has to go. That depression, oppression, it has to go. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Father, it's so good to have a clear mind. It's so good to have emotions that are sanctified to you, God. It's so good, Lord God. Hallelujah. To have the mind of Christ. It's so good, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise in this place. We give you honor in this place, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. 
Oh, we bless you and magnify you. Hallelujah. Our prayer teams are coming down. If you need prayer for anything tonight, they're here to pray with you. Hallelujah. Ladies with the ladies, men with the men. Glory to God. Glory to God. Listen, don't let the next time you praise God be Sunday morning at church. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you know, brother, I've been having trouble sleeping. Praise God. Just start praising him. Hallelujah. Then you'll have to start praising him to wake up. Glory to God. You'll sleep so deep you just don't know what to do with yourself. Then you get up in the morning and start saying, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Rejoice and be glad. Not sad again, not mad, but glad. Why? He's turned our captivity. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, don't forget, I think uh, they announced this morning that uh, Pastor Denise is going to speak Wednesday night. So you want to be here for Wednesday night at Hour of Power. And then don't forget Sunday uh, services, School of the Bible, 9 o'clock, service at 10. Sunday night at 6 o'clock next week. Amen. Tomorrow, church offices are closed. How many, you know, hey, spend time tomorrow thanking God for the ministry and life of Dr. Martin Luther King. Right? Thank God. Hallelujah. Thank God for him. And thank God for the people that God has used throughout time to help us consider one another in the right way. Hallelujah. Not one person in here is the same as anybody else, are we? I don't know about you. I need some space. Give me some grace because I, you know, hallelujah. All right. God bless you tonight. You can be dismissed.